Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. On today's episode, you're going to have just memes. So confessions from one half of Torn MLB. Hi, Torn Tribe. Um, Today it's just me, and I'm going to just kind of have an open vent session on some of the things on my mind, on my plate, in my heart recently, and I hope you all enjoy it. So as November begins, I shared that October is my roughest month personally for quite some time, and I can already feel lightning um, as this month began although the first two weeks were definitely intense um, feeling like the flow at home with schedules heading towards the holidays that anticipation is making everyone feel um, excited and positive and optimistic and anxious for break to come (laughs) anxious for Thanksgiving some holiday time Um, making memories, good food, sharing company, Um, but also at work. It feels like I'm getting into my own flow with my new role and my first management position, and that feels good because I think I put a lot of pressure on myself um, to grow, to show up the best I can to my team, um, which feels different than at home. I think I don't hold myself to the same expectations in the sense of I have more leniency with myself. There are those voices of what is expected as a partner, what's expected as a mom, what I want my kids to be involved in or how I want them to show up. Um, But it feels like a work in progress. I can honestly say I am not getting up in the morning feeling like I always have it together and I have to have it together. I think I'm our tagline of choosing grace I think I embrace grace often at home I have to say that's probably tougher in the office I want to make it all happen for my students I want to be a colleague people can rely on and I think that's probably where a lot of my emotions are sitting recently is that this is year 15 in education And I've seen it from the classroom and now as a counselor and as a manager of counselors. And it's just, it can be troubling. And I think as a parent is probably where my lens in this role gains like depth. Um, It's sometimes troubling to approach a concern only from what we in our role can add to it. 
And so we're remote right now or we're in different variations of how our students are going to school and um, or how we're parenting or how we're working. And I think whenever we are finding ourselves trying to work at something, I question um, giving the adults or the managers or the leaders or anyone with more power in a dynamic more slack. I think my personal philosophy is that the pressure should move up. And so as I'm thinking about at home, um, our little ones, hopefully they can turn to us. And if they're not motivated and they're struggling with balancing things, if they have questions, if they're just not managing things the way they would before, I think they should be able to like lean on their parents, lean on us, lean on their teachers and their educators so that they can get the buffer that not being the decision makers and not being in charge of everything going on around them beyond the pandemic, like what systems of education, what households, what the adults who are responsible for them um, are making decisions about, I think they should be able to lean on us. So when I think about um, remote learning and homeschooling and managing the schedule, when I realized I was making a mistake and missing some things that were being posted, we were doing the daily attendance assignments, we were showing up for live, but there were more resources available that I had just missed. I couldn't put it on my kid. I couldn't put it on the teacher. I just sat with the acceptance that like a few weeks had gone by. I could look back and see what I could revisit. And then I had to carry on. And that's my approach at work as well. I, and I would just like to support looking at it from that lens. Our country has all different models of how students are going to school And some of us have chosen one or the other when there have been options. And I think we have to have the most grace with our kids, uh, with our students, with the those that are not really autonomous enough to create what their day to day feels like. And so if it's additional communication, if our inboxes are full if we are struggling with how much time we're on Zoom or Google Meets or, you know, virtual webinars and meetings and, and collaborating, then I think we should step back and recognize how much more overwhelming, how much more um, stifling and like frozen our kids can be when they have so much more in their inbox, when they have so much more on their heart. Um, because they can sometimes not have the luxury of choosing who's in their space and what it looks like around them and when they do things. And that is always going to influence how they show up. So I guess I take my time today to just encourage us all to have grace, 
have grace with those around you. Have grace with our youngins. Have grace with those that we mentor and influence and have in our circle during this time because it is wearing on all of us. But some of us have more agency and some of us are making more choices. And while decision fatigue is real, it still is more empowering to have decisions to make and to sign up and wake up in the morning to things that we have created for ourselves than to respond to others' choices. So I would just say every time that you are rearranging your schedule and making time for more and moving your plate along, like take a look around and um, maybe offer yourself up. And in a manageable way so that you can still you know, achieve what you need to achieve, but find a way to offer up to our youngins that space and that grace um, so we can help each other carry on. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. And for my mend, I will say that um, in the spirit of that extension of yourself, um, I am pleased to be hosting my godson with me. So Mama T's um, son, Malachi, is with me and my family for a few days while she is taking some healing time. And it is feeling, filling my cup. It is a different young personality, a different young light, seeing how it dances with my daughter's light, seeing how he makes us laugh around the dinner table, and his curiosity and his interests and um, what he wants to craft and the colors he chooses, the music he enjoys, um, but truly, really, really feeling honored to be able to show up um, in my tribe and have him with us is truly mending me. So Torn Tribe, please um, choose grace, share grace, and reach us at tornmlb at gmail.com. We are also tornmlb on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please be well. Thanks for listening. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace. Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. Today's episode is a tribute to our Thea Elisa. Memes, Titi Elisa, you know, celebrating her passing this coming week and being able to reflect on all the things that she just did and was as a person um, has kind of made me think about like what I want to contribute to my family Um, Mm -hmm. because that's the main thing she makes me think of is how important her family was to her um, whether that was her four children or her many grandchildren or even her nieces and nephews and her sisters and brothers Um, 
I don't think there was ever a time where I asked her if she when she was on the phone because she was very much a phone lady. Um, <laughs> like if she was talking to someone, it was always always someone from the family. Mm-hmm. I think it it's always touching to, you know, we made the comment. Um, I think our cousin Chris made the comment to me, like, you know, four weddings and a funeral and you see everyone. And that is true. But it's also the time the way that time is spent and what people do so much of it was the memories of how she either told her fresh stories or the laughs people had in her home or the good memory. I know for me, summer is so highlighted. Um, the 4th of July is her youngest daughter's birthday and we would always spend the 4th of July there. And it, her home was just so welcoming like I just remember never feeling like you're overstaying never feeling like there's anything off limits and her joy of having people in her home and bring them along stay longer like it's dark and and there was like nothing else to do at that point she never wanted anyone to leave and she would throw something else on the grill or ask if you wanted something else to drink and her her favorites um you know, if it wasn't something she's making quickly for lunch in the toaster oven, it was having your hot chocolate, like extending. It was coffee for the adults or hot chocolate for us. And, um, but I love hearing from her grandchildren and from her children and, you know, our mom and from us, our stories. And all of it was with so much love and connection to everyone. And so it's a special type of person that others feel they want to be around and they want to share that with and continue to have that bond. Um, and you're lucky when you have family like that. Yeah. And I think as a mother, um, I think she just exuded for me a lot of the things that I desire in my motherhood journey is, you know, an open door to my children, regardless of their shenanigans or like craziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause she had four kids. So who knew I would learn so much on what to do with four kids, you know, like I had that epiphany the other day. I was like, oh, my gosh, I saw her interact with her four kids in many different stages of life and kind of a glimpse of maybe the stuff that I'll go through with my four. But just that ability to have an open door and sit at the table and talk about it. So many conversations around her uh, dining room table, some tears, some laughter, some almost falling asleep, you know, mm-hmm. and like games and jokes and food, a lot of food. <laughs> oh, she was so good at pickup sticks. So funny. Oh, yeah. Her table, I think, of pickup <laughs> sticks, her coupons, and then her little knickknacks that she loved. Um, her kitchen statues, like they were the same for so many years and then her grandchildren started adding (laughs) to her collection and just that uh ability to to welcome people there were always people in her home you know and I think I I look at parakeets uh not the same (laughs) because I was like oh my gosh you actually have birds because I remember the first time I ever went to her house and stood a summer 
And I totally agree with you. Like summer times make me think of Titi Elisa and Uncle Ozzy because Mm -hmm. they had the pool and they would have you come over and stay for a while um, at their house. And every summer they would have their oldest granddaughter come and stay with them. And they like kept her all summer and showed her like took her to her swimming lessons. And like they had program after program for this child. Mm -hmm. And, and that's and that's what stands out. It's they yeah. had a large family with four kids, but more people was never an inconvenience. Like even being around the people in their house didn't feel crowded. Like I can't even imagine having that. Like in your family is that size, and you constantly make jokes where you're like, "Okay, going to the restaurant party in my caravan. I need to set yeah. up the tables." But it never felt that way in her house. And I know that there, you know, there's also gaps in age where like her youngest that's closest to my age um, was kind of in the house while the three oldest were already kind of independent and that, you know, at that stage. And, but when they were teenagers, I just, um, I don't know if my, if our cousin Liz knows how much I envied that she was a teenager at the height of the eighties, that her hair was so cool and she was driving a cool car. Um, But it never felt, like anyone's on top of each other or that she was overwhelmed. And now that you're mentioning the parakeets, I'm just like, she has welcomed people and pets and (laughs) all sorts of activities like all year round. And it was just like, Oh yeah. You know? And then it's like, I'm going to jump in my car and I'm going to drop this here and go here and, or take her four hour trip to the grocery store. But always with like, you know, just on to the next thing and, and where her laughter, her joy and her silliness. Yeah, definitely. And and so Torn Tribe, like as you um reflect on your parenting journey and the things that you want to model and embrace along the way, like just think about the people that are around you. I don't know if anyone comes to mind memes and I would love to hear about it because we share, you know, all the time about our family members, um, and those different matriarchs that are in it. And it's just fun to hear other perspectives because I know someone has to have an amazing uncle out there, um, almost as cool as Uncle Ozzy. <laughs> Man, I tell you, this I, this couple, Titi, Lisa, and Uncle Ozzy, I just, I didn't realize until I got older and I got married how much I actually enjoyed their marriage because they were very comical. It was like the honeymooners. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> the threat, um, the threats, the cursing, the like, it, the, no, no holds barred. And, but with each other, just always there, right? There was, yeah. there was no walking out on it. Even, you know, as we're seeing pictures, I was chuckling at the one where I could tell that she's standing at her, uh, sink washing dishes and whoever asked her to look up for the picture she was just like what what now like what do you want but like and I'm like hmm, maybe that was Theo on the other end of the camera but like <laughs> still just everything kept on going and totally united and there for each other yeah and the funny thing is one was a bus driver but it, it wasn't it was it wasn't the husband, husband. <laughs> for sure but- but yeah so the family bonds there and then the other thing that comes to mind with Ipi Elisa um, that I've been reflecting on the past couple weeks is her impact on her community I have never I I still don't talk to my neighbors if you're listening to the podcast hi neighbor Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I have a really hard time talking to my neighbors Um, 
but she did not. She knew everybody on her street. And, and and welcomed them with stand yeah. and talked to them. They came in for coffee. Um, even, you know, her friend from the bus company that came was talking. And all yeah. the descriptions are the same ones we would give of her, of her jokes and the stories and how she was obsessed with shopping at Kohl's. And so everyone kind of knew who she was and gravitated towards her. And I think, of, I wonder, Torn Tribe, if we think about And more often, can we embrace reflecting on those that have made that impact and like given us a chuckle or made whatever routine, you know, if it's going to work every day and there's some run of the mill thing that we have to do, but they've brightened it for us and how much we think about them or show gratitude or realize that it's in building that community that we're like building the fabric of each and every one of our days and who we are and who we can count on um, and how invested we are in each other and the time that we spend together. Cause we spend more time sometimes with those work people or those outside circles, sometimes then literally at home. Um, so just thinking about how we're building that community who we're committing to and, and sharing of ourselves with and what we're getting from them. Yeah. Cause she would take meals across the street to her friend or her neighbor who is like going through cancer and stuff and just, Meals on Wheels, um, she was the first person to, like, that I actually consciously realized, oh, wow, she's cooking here not only for her family, but she's going to specific homes right there in her neighborhood and helping out. And, you know, it, it just stood out to me um, as something that I would love to aspire to. I just am not that brave. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not that brave to open the door to those conversations, but um, it was awesome to see because when she came, when it turned around and she was in the time and eat, people stepped in and helped and without like hesitation because she gave so much. Definitely. It's, it's just very moving to see and, and think about the, the trail, one life, right? Thinking about who you are connected to, but then the bonds you make throughout your life and in your choices and different phases and how how much you can really mark. Um, you make the small choices that can really mark someone's life. And her being a school bus driver, actually for the school district that I went to middle school and high school for, it was funny to like at times it would make me chuckle that some people knew my aunt and would know like that she was she would always talk about her her, her niece and her nephew oh you know Athena and David do you know them <laughs> you know the, the, the really pretty girl that plays basketball and little did she know that I was like a nerd and an outcast in middle school and high school I was not popular even though I was a jock and Unlike David, you know, my brother was very popular and half the time they're like, that's your sister? <laughs> like, yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> it's true, we actually go live in the same household. And, um, you know, it was just hilarious to hear her stories and how she would tell other people about us and then kids would come up to us and be like, I think I rode your aunt's bus today. <laughs> um. But and that's so, just the yeah. way she 
built that community because as we're looking back at memories I'm just like what a charmed life lots of travel and that travel she like I remember Dave and our mom going to Jamaica with her and Christine and um just I know um our cousin Elisa loved Aruba and they went there a few times but I know she's the lady on the beach that was just like making friends with people and like spending her vacation time uh, chatting with them or having a meal and just like I said just always gathering people and welcoming and I don't know sometimes to just account for my own party seems overwhelming I'm like did I think of everything did I plan anything like I, I left a plate off the dinner table the other day for someone and I'm just like I am still really in awe of um, how naturally that came to just say like there's more space and we can bond and how accepting she could be of so many different people yeah and it wasn't limited to like you were saying like going to the beach and making friends like I traveled with her to North Canton Ohio (laughs) to go see one of her daughters and her grandchildren and we get there we rent a car she lets me drive it (laughs) I'm like what (laughs) okay I don't know if my mom would approve of this out of state. I don't think I'm supposed to be driving out of state. She's like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll do fine. I even got to take uh, one of my little cousins to like bowling or the roller skate rink. Um, but even there, being out of state at her daughter's house, she knew the neighbors. I'm like, how do you know the neighbors? Um, but yeah, she knew people in that neighborhood and everybody knew Elisa. <laughs> Elisa was coming to town. Um but it was just very joyful and always looking to make people laugh. And so memes, when you think about her, what is like the impact? If you want to share what you think her impact was on those around her or for you personally. I, she to me she was so in the fabric of everything I remember from very early on so she's my our grandma's baby sister and my our grandma is the oldest of 14 and that relationship it was so interesting to me because being the oldest and then having Athena who's younger and not as many years apart but still seeing what that relationship could be and that one could be very strict and stern and that was our grandmother <laughs> the, the at least I could you know be the younger sibling who like definitely did things differently and had different but that there was this loving bond and respect and connection it was mutual because our grand you know abuela gave this place to like going to see her family and spending that time and hearing about things. And she gave her opinion and, and then she would laugh or she would give the look. Um, and just that dynamic of sisters definitely is, was very grounding for me. Um, the other part is she, Titelisa knew how to make people feel special. There was always a moment where she like turned the conversation to you or asked how you were or even teased um, about whatever stage you were in or whatever was going on. But there was that complimentary like you're beautiful or your hair or this or you so or when I was your age and the memory of like what she was up to. And if I could run around with you and oh the things that are going on now. Um, 
but it was just a joy for life. So I think it's that those fundamental relationships, keeping that together and a real joy. I think generationally, I also really admire, we were spread all over New York and the fact that she was this place out on Long Island that we made a trek to and we would spend the time and she, her door was always open and it was you know, stay longer, make it, you know, when you and Dave started going out there for the summer for a week, it made, it just made sense. But I know that that's not an extended invitation anyone would make. Right. And so you, when that fundamentally is in family, it changes things. It, It just changes. And then when we moved out to Long Island, seeing her more often and her being able to like pass by and see mommy and they had their routine and her, you know, sharing different locations with mommy. And then I would come home from college and she, Oh, are you doing this? Are you doing? And I'm like, Long Island's not really my scene. The, Oh, you're a city girl. You love the city. You're a city girl. Right. But like no judgment and no offense. It was just always accepting and welcome, but she would shine that light and make everyone feel special. Um, I don't know if that's a little bit of like the younger sister in her that um, was approving of the older siblings. I don't know if it was that same kind of way she liked to be loved. Um, But I know she did definitely do that for each person that spent time with her. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like that's the impact I, I would share um, that she had on me was this ability to to just make people feel loved um all the time like it is a symbol of love because her her favorite character betty boop you know mm-hmm. <laughs> with the hearts and you see betty all over the place the little parakeets they always had to had too right and she would always make you catch them kissing to embarrass the birds and um just everything about her like she would always ask about our our dating scene if we were seeing anyone and what did we think about them and so just very relational is he cute is yeah he cute <laughs> oh that's a good looking man of you know um but just her and i honestly as i was sitting and reflecting about her life i'm like and in one of the posts that one of her grandchildren posted I said, I honestly think she just really wanted people to experience what she what she had experienced and was experiencing with Uncle Ozzy, because they were together for so many years. Their marriage went through all different types of seasons and they held together, but they had this like everlasting love for each other and this unconditional love for one another um, that was so contagious because you think of one you think of the other right like I don't really think of them as separate beings um but I feel like she put such an emphasis on that type of relationship just because she wanted people to experience it and know that you could experience love you know for sure a romantic heart yes (laughs) yeah and Twin Tribe I guess when we share these tributes or we make this these moments, I I definitely like love planning with Athena and and giving that space for us to like highlight these family moments. But I also 
would really love to hear what are the formative things in your family, your community, who's impacting you, what you've gained from others, what you, what maybe some losses have helped you reflect on, on what you've taken with you as traditions, because they're definitely the, the little cornerstones that are making our day-to-day life and making the impact that we're having within our families, having for ourselves, for those around us. Um, so would really love to hear from you and maybe someone that, you know, you hold dear in the way you think about family, community, and influence. And so memes for our men's segment of the show, what's mending you? So in a strange, uh, I'm going to say, turn of events, um, I have spent very little time in my school building in January and just me. So, um, so I say that out of, you know, just mentioning how much I love celebrating my birthday in January. I feel like I'm getting like a little bit of like a universe granted birthday wish because it's just given some flexibility and for, for awful reasons, right? Like we know we're in a pandemic. So like my my daughter's (laughs) class being, sent home right not in my control gonna happen regardless but it was like oh we're here to do some reading together for two weeks um that we started over break and continued into school and then randomly we had like a power issue at our school building so today I was remote so it's been random since the 4th of January I've been in the building a little but these just these interruptions that are not planned, that I'm not orchestrating, I'm not tampering with the wires at school, um, but that have been bringing me, back, <laughs> bringing me back to working remote, but give that time, you know, like, no, I don't want so to be home remote learning again, but we had that time to like focus on her reading and I've been having time to focus on some of the activities of my coaching without what I th- what we've missed in the interactions in person, but I think can sometimes feel so disjointed because in the hybrid version at school, I'm on zoom and I'm in live meetings and I'm around kids, but we're hosting virtual events. So it's been a mix. And so I think some of this kind of hiatus where I physically haven't been in the normal day to day for much of this month has been giving me like a good beginning of the year, gear myself up kind of like, contain my energy for whatever is coming ahead so I'll take that mend (laughs) she claims she claims she didn't tamper with the wires (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you had to say it I don't know I sent my I sent my owl I sent my owl to do the work for me (laughs) oh man um so my mend my mend Although um, going to New York wasn't, it was kind of rushed and it was a whirlwind and it wasn't for joyous reasons. Um, What mended me was the time spent with my brother this weekend, our brother, um, Dave, and just just being in his space and um, hearing about his plans and his aspirations and it kind of felt like it took me back to like high school and middle school, us being upstairs in our house on our floor, (laughs) just 
talking, <laughs> you know, like talking the night before school type of talking <laughs> the night before the first day of school um, type of talking. And so, and I guess it felt like it cause we were very, very tired um, <laughs> the next day, but just being in a space and getting time with him without having anybody else really around interrupting that was, it was nice and it was golden because I don't get it often. So that was my men That's reconnecting awesome. with my brother. <laughs> well, thanks Torn Tribe. Um, we definitely want to remind you that you can find us at Torn MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would love to hear your men's. We'd love to hear about some influential people in your life or, you know, some aspirations you have of what your impact can be and where you were uh, motivated to make that impact. You can email, email us at tornmlb at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. <laughs>